Hi, I'm Debbie Kitterman. And I'm Brandi Kitterman. And we are here to equip you and challenge you to dare, dare to hear, hear the voice of God. So today's episode, we're doing the uh, bingo ball challenge again, which yeah. is you guys pick the topics and mm-hmm. we will speak on that. We have no, um, we know what the topics are, but we don't know which order they're going to come out in. So, all right, spin that wheel and let's get started with the question. That's quick. I know, well, there's not very many balls in there. I know. <laughs> N38. N38. Um, is the gift of prophetic cur- encouragement different than actually being a prophet? And that comes from Teresa from Washington State. So that's a great question, Teresa, which um, we're going to tackle here in just a minute. But I'm going to see if Brandy wants to jump in on that one and go first. <laughs> or are you going to ask me to do it? Well, I know that we've talked a bit about this before, right? Uh-huh. There's um, different levels of operating in the gift of the prophetic. Yes. Um, going all the way from operating in the gift to being holding the office of right. a prophet. Exactly. Right? So essentially being a prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, there absolutely is a difference between mm-hmm. the two of them. Um, I think, first off, the gift of prophetic en- encouragement is for everybody. Um, that's kind of like the dip your toes in the pool I, everybody can hear from God, first off. Everybody can hear from God. And everybody should be able to operate in the gift of prophetic encouragement because if you can hear from God, you share that with others. And that's that's what it is. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has the office or the gift of a prophet. Right. And then there's one level right in there. There's, I know there's a middle one that I'm... But I'm, this is a proud mom moment right here. Like you actually listen to all my teachings and... You know, this is awesome. So proud mom moment. So Brandy's absolutely right. And in fact, in in my book, I talk about the four different levels of the prophetic and Mm -hmm. what they are. But we're going to go all the way back to number one. So and we talk about Graham Cook had this in one of his books um, early on that's not actually in print anymore that I reference in my book that talks about the um, every gift has a swimming pool of the shallow end all the way to the deep end, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you think about the fivefold offices, those are going to be the very deep end of the pool. But if we look at this specifically, the gift of um, the prophetic and the shallow end of the pool is the first thing is, is that there's an atmosphere of the prophetic, right? There's an atmosphere of the prophetic. And, um, And that's just kind of when... You can see that in scripture when Saul comes among the company of prophets in, um, I think it's First Samuel. And then they're like, is Saul among the prophets? Well, no, actually he wasn't one of them. He actually was just in an electric charged atmosphere. Yeah. And so he was able to operate in the gift uh, because they were carrying not just the mantle, but the offices of prophet. And so he was able to operate in the gift right? So we've got the atmosphere and the gift. Those are in the shallow end of the pool. So the gift um, uh, is for everyone. The spiritual gifts of the prophetic is for everyone. Paul says that, 1 Corinthians 14. I want you to eagerly desire all of the spiritual gifts, but but especially especially the gift of prophecy. And because it encourages, exhorts, and it builds up the body of Christ. So everybody can dip their toes into the shallow end. They can stand in there. They can even sit down in there, and they're going to be okay, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go to the next level, which is kind of the mantle of the prophetic. And this is when you look at the gifts of the Spirit that it's talking about in Romans chapter 12 and also in 1 Corinthians um, 12. And it talks about that um, God has given some to... 
carry these gifts. Like there's the gift of healing and gift of administration and gift of um, words of knowledge and the gift of the prophetic. And this is kind of, that's the gift that God has said, this is your gift. But the difference is that the office of prophet, not everybody walks in that. It is a calling from God with a job description. Okay, it's not just like, okay, I'm just going to put profit in front of my name. You don't choose it. God chooses you. Right. And a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that walk in the office of profit. I've seen a lot more gifted people that have the mantle of prophetic because that's the gift that they, mm-hmm. and they, and they hone that skill and they do that. But the, the job or the job description of a prophet is to equip the saints to do the ministry. And so what that does is that we're going to teach you how to hear from God. We're going to teach you how to step into the shallow end of the pool. We're going to build the gifts and pull the, the stuff out of you so that if you are called to have a mantle or maybe even walk in the office of prophet, which is again, a job description that God calls you to you don't just choose that you're going to be a prophet god chooses you you don't choose it right and that's the difference so everybody can actually operate in the gift of prophetic encouragement but not everybody is actually called to be a prophet and you really look at that in galatians and ephesians when it talks about the fivefold ministries and you read that passage of scripture it's like and then the lord gave some to be apostles prophets pastors teachers and evangelists Why? For the work of ministry, to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. So it's our job to teach, it's our job to impart, it's our job to um, make sure that the, the believers, parts of the body, can do what they've been called to do because we're imparting to them how you do the stuff. Yeah. I've got <laughs> you got nothing. I mean, that's the the question is answered. Should we do a second one? Yeah. Well, the question the question is answered. Um, well, let's talk about. I mean, is the gift of prophetic encouragement different than actually being a prophet? And we did answer that. So hopefully, Teresa, that is that is the answer to your question. Let's talk about though, um, the the different levels just a little bit more. Let's dig into that just a little bit more, and um, it's yeah, not so supposed. This is, this is going to be you because I'm not. I don't super know, <laughs> but you but you might have something to jump in there because yeah. you actually started out really well with listing those things. Thanks, and that's one of the things that I try to do when I teach my classes is I create an atmosphere that atmosphere of the prophetic. So people that have never actually operated in the um, gift of prophetic encouragement or people that have never um, necessarily heard from God mm-hmm. um, because of the anointing and the mantle and the calling that's on my life, I can create that atmosphere right. for people to come into a safe environment for them to be able to step out safely and yes miss it but to really hone their ability and discern when they're hearing from God and I do that in a lot of different ways I do that in not just teaching people about it but I let people experience it by stepping out and doing it and one of the ways that I do that is through different activations which in my book I cover different activations which are different than what I do in my class because there's just so many ways that you can activate people in hearing from God and even my online classes I have different activations on that than I do in my book so that um that way I you know, some, some of them might be um, repetitive, but a lot of them are not. And that gets your feet wet. That gets you stepping into the pool. And then the next part is is not necessarily when you 
you need an atmosphere to do it, but now you've been stepping out, you've been operating in it, you've been practicing, if you will, then you begin to step out in um, testing the waters a little more of, is this God that I'm hearing and how am I hearing him? And mm -hmm. and then, you know, I put you in groups of people where you're able to uh, speak something out that you feel and then they're giving you instant feedback. So they're saying, yeah, nope, that's not right. Or yes, that's right. That totally resonates with me. And so when you get that feedback, that actually helps hone your ability to hear quicker. And then there's people who we all start at the shallow end, right? They, they, they may be their gift that they may be having the mantle of the prophetic, but they've never actually like me I I just knew things like you know my testimony is in there that I came from a very conservative church background I would know things and people would tell me that I couldn't know those things and they weren't really real or I would see things and they would tell me stop using your imagination that's not really real and you know the fact is is those things are real and but we didn't have I didn't have language to articulate it until I was in my 20s and then when I did, then I began to go, oh, and then I'm stepping into, now I'm walking in the mantle. Mm -hmm. And then really it wasn't the, the calling to what God had for me has always been on my life, but there was time of growing and maturing and nurturing before I really fully understood the weight of what God was calling me to. Another thing in this that people always ask me, well, is one more important than the other? Like, oh, well... Prophets are more important than those of us that operate in the gift of prophetic encouragement. Yeah, I see your face on that one. And the people listening on the podcast cannot see your face. <laughs> those of you that are watching YouTube, I hope you could see that face. But it just kind of wasn't, she just kind of turned her nose up at that and was just kind of gave me a sour look. But that is a question that people ask. Like, and, and it's actually an attitude that some people take too. Like, I'm more important because I'm at the top of this pyramid. And that's why I don't like to do pyramids. I like to do Graham Cook's swimming pool analogy, right? Totally. Um, yeah. The, the only one that we cannot obtain on ourselves is being called to one of those five-fold ministry offices. That is God-appointed, God-called. doesn't matter what you do. You can call yourself that and you can put a title on yourself. But if nobody else recognizes in it and God doesn't recognize it in you, it doesn't matter. But the problem is, is that some people call themselves that and then they end up hurting people because people uh, right. look at that as an authority with that tagged on there. And so that's why, right. but we're going to have to answer to God for that. People are going to have to answer to God for that. But let's, one of the questions is, is one more important than the other? And I like to use this because we don't really talk about apostles and prophets in a lot of circles, in a lot of church circles, but we do talk about the pastor, Right. And so one of the things that I talk about in my book is, do we look at the pastor more important than anybody else in the church? And are they more important than anyone else in the church? Mm -hmm. Well, yes, we do look at them differently, right? But are they more important than anyone else? Not really. They just have a specific role that they're supposed yeah. to fill. They have a, a calling from God. And so with it comes... Um, authority, which then should um, garner honor and respect at, from us as the people sitting in the congregation. Um, but are they more important than somebody sitting in the pew? No, their responsibilities are different. And we need to see it that way. Sometimes we put people up on pedestals and go, oh, well, they're more important. There's a difference between honoring the position and placing them on a pedestal. Right. Because the big scheme of things, they have to answer to God for what he's called them to do. 
but you, but the average believer that's sitting in the pew, they're they're just as important as the pastor who's preaching the sermon on Sunday morning because they will reach people that the pastor can never reach. They'll touch people and minister to people that the pastor will never minister to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be very careful. It's kind of one of those things where it's very warped and um, our perspective of those things. Honor is different and, and honor and respect are different than a positional authority of you're mm-hmm. more important than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Jesus showed us that when he ministered to people all through the um, New Testament. You know, people were like, why are you eating with the sinners and the tax collectors? Tax collectors must have been pretty bad because they had to have their own category. <laughs> they weren't just sinners. They were sinners and tax collectors, right? Um, but when we look at that, Jesus ministered to everybody, and he yeah. he talked to them all as equals with him. Now, he knew he was called to be the son of God, but they didn't recognize that in him. Some of them did, but he didn't put himself in a position where he's like, and you will submit to me, and I am more important than you. He just did life with them, and as I can speak as being a pastor, you know, um, my husband and I, we pastor a church and respect and honor are earned. Yeah. You can't demand it from people. And I've had people that say, well, I just can't call you pastor. That's okay. I don't need that. I know what God has called me to do. Um, but there is a difference between honoring and respecting the position that I've been put in. And there is a heavier weight on on your yeah. father and I, on us, yeah. because we are pastoring, but that doesn't make us more important than anyone else. Because the scripture says in, that we're all part of one body. Right. And we all have to work together. And if one part is missing, the whole won't work together. Right. And so me being a pastor does not make me more important than the kid and kids ministry. They're just as important. They're just a different part of the body. Right. And we need to see mm-hmm. that. But we honor and respect each other. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing that we we need to remember. And I think that answers Teresa's question for today. Yeah. So I just want to thank you so much for listening to Dare to Hear the podcast, where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. I'm Debbie Kitterman. And I'm Brandy Kitterman. And if you guys were encouraged and you're watching on YouTube, we'd love it if you'd click that subscribe button. um, Give us a thumbs up and please leave us a comment down below. If you're listening on the podcast, please just go ahead and subscribe and uh, leave us a comment and a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thumbs up on YouTube. (laughs) And share with your friends. Also, if you are intrigued or interested at all in the Gift of Prophetic Encouragement, Hearing the Words of God, that book that I wrote with Chosen Books Mm -hmm. that came out in August, you can find it on my website, debbiekitterman.com. Go to the store uh, tab there and you'll get a signed copy. Or you can find it at any online retailer and purchase it from them. And also, I forgot to mention this in other episodes, but if you do a small group Bible study with this book and you guys are getting together on a a regular basis I have offered to people that I will do a a 50 minute to a one hour um, FaceTime Skype type call with you and your group on any topic that's discussed in the book or we can just do a question and answer time in fact I have several people that have taken me up on that and it's always really fun to um, connect even though it's over um, you know the internet with people but it's always also a fun way and I just 
want to offer that to any of you that may be thinking about taking this book because it works really well as a Bible study because there's activation prayers, activation exercises, and think on it along with those digging deeper, going deeper questions. So I just want to encourage you with that. And also, if you would like to submit a topic or a question for us to tackle here Mm -hmm. on Dare to Hear the Podcast, you can email those to us at info at dare the number two dot com. Nope. Here. Oh, dare to hear. Dare to hear. Oh, see, and I got dot carried com. away. Dare the number two here dot com. And you can send us those uh, questions and we will tackle that. With that, have a great week. We look forward to joining you on our next episode.